Hey everyone, it's Kendall Ray. I just wanted to jump in here with an editor's note. This is actually an older archive episode, so the production quality is going to sound a bit different from my newer episodes. And since this is an older recording, it's possible that certain updates may not be included. Now, on to the episode. to my channel. This one is very, very interesting and really different than any other case I've done before. And it's gonna be one of those ones that you guys are going to have very mixed opinions on. Um, it's something that I haven't even fully made an opinion on completely, and it's just very, very widely debated whether this person is innocent or guilty. So today we're talking about Angelica and Vince. Angelica was 37 years old, and she was originally from Latvia in Europe. She came to the US in 2000 to work as a nanny. However, she had only planned on staying for a little while while she was working for this family. She ended up not leaving and she actually found love here in America with a man named Vince Viafor, 46 years old and was from Poughkeepsie, New York. The two started dating in September of 2013. We both loved the river. We both loved being on water. Vince's mother, Mary Ann, says Vince loved a good time. He's the guy who was the life of the party. He had these dance moves that Everybody would get around him and cheer him on. What an awesome guy. <laughs> and when it came to their relationship, it was very much free-spirited. They didn't have kids tying them down. They both didn't have commitments. They were all about having fun and living in the moment. And she specifically said that this is something she really liked about Vince. He liked living on the edge. And he was willing to take risks, to be really active, and to basically be living it up. And she moved in with him like right after they started to date, like a couple weeks. And then only five months into their relationship, they got engaged. We were gonna go to my country and get married on the Baltic Sea. On the beach? Yeah. Why there? Why not? <laughs> and things were going pretty well for them. Um, they were still doing a lot of stuff together, enjoying their time. And the two of them were really active. They did like a bunch of outdoorsy things. And on April 19th of 2015, they decided to go kayaking in the Hudson River. It was a little cold, but it was, you know, it didn't look dangerous or anything. According to the local news, a storm was brewing. Clouds will be increasing later this afternoon into tonight and then showers develop before dawn. They had a plan to kayak from Plum Point to Bannerman's Island where they would take pictures because Bannerman's Island's a really cool island with this kind of like abandoned castle on it. By 4.15, they had successfully made it to Bannerman's Island and they were able to take some awesome pictures of the sunset. And then at 7.15, as the sun began to set, the weather got really bad. Did you normally wear a life jacket when you would go kayaking? No. Normally you didn't? No. He just, he insisted that I wore it that day. But he himself didn't wear a life jacket? He didn't have one. So Vince went out that day with no life jacket, no wetsuit, no skirt to keep the waves out of his kayak. really cold that day and honestly these types of kayaks are not even good for rivers. As the storm was brewing above them it got really really choppy in the water and hard for them to paddle. And then unfortunately as they were trying to get back Vince's kayak flipped over, he fell out and he went into 48 degree water freezing dude and your body goes into like shock when you 
go into that type of water. It's really, really, really cold. According to experts, after only the first five minutes of him being in the water, he would start to lose gross motor control, which would make him lose the ability to grab onto the side of the kayak or to hang onto it. And he would just become weak and fall. He was not wearing a life jacket or a wetsuit. They were not prepared for this at all. And these specific kayaks were not made for rivers. They were really for lakes or ponds. So according to Angelica, Vince called out to her to call 911. And this was the last thing she would hear him say before he slipped off of his kayak and drowned. And here is that 911 call. Tell me exactly what happened. We are kayaking. My fiance flipped over. He's in the water right now. And does he have a life vest on? Angelica, can you hear me? water too. And rescuers luckily got there in time to save her, but by the time they got there, they couldn't find Vince's kayak or his body, just straight gone. Shortly after this, she also posted a video of herself doing cartwheels onto her Facebook and also sang karaoke live at an event and looked completely happy. As time went on, actually 10 days later on April 29th, Angelica decided to bring flowers to the area where he was drowned. Interestingly enough, a detective joined her uh, to the island and he claims that Angelica then confessed to him that she killed Vince, that she wanted him to go down. She even said that she pulled the drain plug on his kayak and that she also removed the ring that holds the paddles together. Now, Angelica claims that she did not say this. She said they completely made this up. However, she was arrested that day. She was taken into custody at the Orange County, New York jail and was interrogated for the next 11 hours. Now, if you don't know much about interrogation or crime, there are so, so, so many instances of interrogation abuse, manipulating people, using people, not being ethical about the entire interrogation process and there have been tons of false confessions. I've definitely talked about it in my videos before. Although Angelica's behavior in this interrogation room, I'm not gonna lie, is fucking bizarre. Times when she's alone in the interrogation room, unaware there's a camera rolling, Angelica loosens up with yoga, 
even a little hopscotch. It's super odd, but if you are in a room for 11 hours, you'd probably get bored and need to move around, especially her. Maybe she thought it would help with stress that she was dealing with. So it definitely doesn't prove that she did anything. Right away in her interrogation, she said that she never told anyone that she purposely killed Vince. That was just straight up not true. She said that the detective made the whole thing up and that she would have done anything to save Vince. I know it's difficult. I know no, that I didn't just watch him drown. I tried to do something about it. What did you really want to say? Yeah. Uh -huh. If he did not say call 911, I would have paddled the out of myself and got to him somehow. How long before you guys went on your uh, kayaking trip did you take that ring? Was it the same day? I didn't take the ring. Why would she confess to a detective if she was just gonna go in and say she didn't do it? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, one thing about her that you gotta know is that Angelica's just kind of weird. She's just kind of off, and just because people are weird doesn't make them criminals. So she does have a lot of strange behavior. However, you do have to remember, this isn't right after her husband died. It's 10 days, which is still, mm, still weird. really interesting is that she told investigators that Vince had added her to his life insurance policy six months earlier. That definitely gives us a motive, especially with how fast their marriage moved along. However, the evidence from the actual scene doesn't really make a lot of sense. As the interrogation went on, she started to claim that her relationship with Vince wasn't very good. She said that he was very demanding of her and expected her to perform many sexual behaviors and favors to which she was not comfortable doing. And that is is definitely abusive if that's true. You always want to sex and yeah. you want to do sexual things? Well, yeah. Okay. You want to threesomes, porn, everything. Okay. And I was not ready. Angelica says Vince was threatening to call off the wedding. Did yeah. it upset you that yeah. he sort of switched that he did not want to marry you? Yeah, of course. During her interrogation, after hours and hours and hours of being interrogated, she claims that she just told them what she thought they wanted to hear, which is the most frustrating thing in any case, is when someone confesses something or says something and then later says they didn't mean it or they were forced to say it or they just wanted to get out of there. But she started talking about how when Vince drowned, she felt a sense of freedom and euphoria. When you watched him in the water with a part of you saying, my worries are going away now, and I'm free. And were you almost euphoric? Euphoric that he was going to be gone. You felt that way. What are your feelings and emotions, knowing that this is about to happen? That when you're gone, I'm like ripping into hot, you know, into the demons. What's the demon side saying? Demon side. Oh, he's not a good guy. You guys don't want to see that side of me. Uh, that side was telling me it's just me. It's like, well, yeah. It's like, see, 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 you can do it, you can do it, you're strong. And the demon side went out? No, because of the way he was treating me. So when they were interrogating her, they said over and over again, why did you kill Vince? Why did you kill Vince? Why? And which is a technique. If you say it enough times, people start to think, oh my God, maybe I actually did kill this person. And they start saying stupid things. There's all types of interrogation techniques that are just completely unethical. However, she continuously said that she did not purposely drown him or do anything to make him drown. The only thing that she said was that when it happened, she decided to just let it happen and couldn't have saved him, obviously. She's definitely not strong enough to save him out of that, but was kind of relieved. Like if anything, it 
seemed like she was in an abusive relationship possibly. And it was more just convenient that he died. So Angelica finally said this. You killed Vinny, right? No, I'm, a, I'm asking you the question. You want I, want I, want you, I want you to tell me the truth. I am telling you the truth. What is the answer to that question? I didn't, I didn't no. want him. Angelica, what is the true answer to that question? All right. So again, she never admits to purposely killing him or, or planning this, but she admits to being happy that he's gone and that she did want him gone. So this really leaves investigators with a very interesting situation, but let's look at the evidence from the crime. Since investigators didn't find his body, they started to form a theory that maybe she killed him in a different type of way and just made it seem like he drowned, like just got rid of his body. When investigating, they had found that one of Vince's guns was missing from his house. So they started to think maybe she shot him off the kayak and he fell in and drowned. However, in May, the police were actually securing the Hudson River for a graduation ceremony when they were reports that there was a body in it. They obviously went and found this body and determined that it was Vince. His body didn't even go that far from where he fell in. It only traveled about a mile south from the original spot. Vince's body had no bullet holes or any other signs of any other type of death other than drowning, and it was confirmed that Vince drowned. However, soon after this, a grand jury officially indicted Angelica for this crime and accused her of second degree manslaughter and second degree murder. And the theory was that she purposely removed his drain plug on the kayak, which I'll have to tell you is at the top of the kayak. So it's actually very hard to get it to fill with water. The problem with this theory is that when they tested this, dumped tons of water as in wave water into the side of the boat, which makes sense because there was a storm that day and the boat fills with water very easily from the simulation of wave. Waves. However, when they tried to pour these waves onto the drain plug on the top, barely any water got in the kayak. So basically they have realized now that removing a drain plug cannot sink a kayak and it doesn't even make sense. It definitely wouldn't be a logical way to kill someone. Like if you're gonna kill someone, plan their death. You'd probably wanna do it a little more securely than just removing a drain plug that may or may not work. And also you're putting yourself at risk to be out there in this storm. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense for a murder. That missing drain plug is certainly not the cause of his death. So in the time that Angelica was waiting for her trial, she spent two years in prison and this trial ended up not even happening. Then they found evidence that Vince knew that the drain plug was open. They found images of his car on the day that they were driving out there where he had secured his kayak to his car by using a drain plug that was unscrewed. So chances are he knew that it was taken off. There was also other pictures of Vince with his kayak where the drain plug wasn't on it. So it seemed like something he just kind of did. So to me, it seems like there is definitely not enough evidence beyond a reasonable doubt to accuse this person of murder. I mean, this murder doesn't even make sense. It seems like a freak accident. They should not have been on the Hudson River in bad weather on shitty kayaks that are not even made for the river. Uh, it seems like it was just an accident. And it really seems to me that Angelica has been painted so negatively because her behavior was so weird. But the reason I believe her behavior was so weird is because he 
they had a bad relationship that he was abusive of her that you know he was into all these weird sexual things and forcing her to do things she wasn't comfortable with and when he did drown she was like i'm just gonna okay you know i can't do anything to save him and this is kind of gonna be good for me in a weird way and i know that doesn't sound like a good thing to think about people but like maybe that's what she meant and i think all of that time in the interrogation room she just wanted to leave so she was willing to tell them yes i am not that sad that he's dead basically but i mean i could be wrong and there are so so many people because the, the media painted her extremely negatively from the beginning and i've seen straight up lies i just watched a youtube video here about this case where it was just <laughs> straight lying so i really like to look at these cases unbiased and to me i just personally feel like there's not nearly enough evidence that she did this but basically she was given the chance to either plead guilty and be out of jail in six weeks for good or go to trial and possibly get life in prison so she decided to plead guilty and the plea was different too it was not agreeing to murdering him or to planning murder it was agreeing that she could have contributed to it or didn't do enough to help judge laid into angelica graswell before sentencing her to four years in prison but with the time she's already served she could be out before the end of the year graswell was charged with intentional murder and set for trial when she surprised the court by pleading guilty to the lesser charge of criminally negligent homicide it holds her criminally liable but it is not a satisfying conclusion for family and friends of via who wanted a harsher punishment vincent's mother mary ann via had this to say about Grasswald and the sentence my son was a good man and everybody loved him and we miss him very much i don't ever want to see her again if i don't have to angelica Grasswald is out of prison tonight after serving just over two and a half years behind bars via outraged family says it's not right four years for taking someone's life no way and now she has a felony on her record which she decided was better than going to jail possibly going to jail for the rest of her life she spent a total of two years and seven months behind bars when she could have been out and she could be completely innocent she has to report to a parole officer for 16 months and she could also possibly get deported back to Latvia four years for taking someone's life no way smile if you want it's okay you can smile Come on, walk with me outside New York's Bedford Hills Correctional Facility freedom and the media are waiting um, we're not going to take any questions her release sparking headlines although for now angelica lets so her attorney grateful. rich portali do the talking she's grateful for this day she's grateful to be able to breathe in the fresh air but because she pleaded to involuntary homicide there is still chance that she could claim half of vince's life insurance money and so his parents are fighting back on that there's lots of debate on whether or not she should get that i really want to know your guys' thoughts on this i am not saying that she didn't murder him because I am not completely sure. However, I really don't think so. But I am saying that I'm 100% sure there was not enough evidence to convict this girl of murder to go to prison the rest of her life. The whole thing is super, super odd. Angelica is now free. She's enjoying life out of prison. Driving away from prison, she reconnects with her younger sister. While she was locked up, she became an aunt. <laughs> I love babies. Angelica enjoys her first taste of freedom with friends. How does it taste? Delicious. <laughs> Definitely better than jail food. But I mean, this story is not over, and yeah, it's very, very interesting. 
that is going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode. And make sure you follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really does help me out. If you want to watch the video version of this show, you can find it on my YouTube channel, which will be linked, or you can just search Kendall Ray. I will be back with another episode soon, but until then, stay safe out there.